Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. Well, it's a joy to share God's Word today, Watoto Church downtown. Shall we give a big clap to the church family that is joining us online? It's always a joy to have you and your family join us for our celebration services, especially even now as we dive into God's Word. Let's bow our heads. Let us pray together, church. Father, we thank you for the preaching of your Word. And we ask that you will speak to us so profoundly, so personally. Speak to us also as a nation. May we hear your voice calling us to reject ungodly culture that is bringing this nation down. And to embrace kingdom culture. A culture built on your word that is going to cause us to thrive and prosper in this land that you've given to us. Anoint your word, we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen and Amen. Well, today we are wrapping up a series on a new culture. It's been an incredible sermon series. And the theme text throughout this season has been from Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34. And this is what it says. Godliness makes a nation great, but sin is a disgrace to any people. In other words, when we do things God's way as a nation, we will prosper. But when we reject God's ways and we harden our hearts... And we live in sin. The Bible says it is a disgrace and it will bring this nation down. God has brought us a long way. But there is so much more that God wants to do in Uganda. One of the limiting factors is our culture. There are things in our culture that must change. So that the curse may be broken and the blessing of God will begin to go forth. So we've said that we need to reject a culture of compromise in the house of God. As Ugandans, we need to reject a culture of sexual immorality. We need to reject the culture of lawlessness. We need to embrace godliness in the house of God. We need to walk in sexual purity as Ugandans. And we need to embrace the respect for the law. Today, as we conclude our sermon series, I want to talk to you about embracing a culture of integrity and rejecting the culture of corruption. On the 9th of December, every year, the world stops and celebrates the International Anti-Corruption Day. And nations on that day begin to share what they're doing. And they rally their people around efforts to defeat corruption. You know why the world stops? Because corruption is a global issue. And here in Africa, in Uganda, we're still grappling with the issue of corruption. Probably the 12th of December last year, our team leader, Pastor Gary, shared a passionate message exposing and expressing how corruption has become endemic and systemic here in Uganda. And it is a disgrace that is bringing this nation down. He doesn't speak as an outsider. Gary has spent more than half of his life in Uganda. When he speaks about corruption, he knows what he's talking about. Just like you and I, he has been confronted with this cultural habit that is a disgrace to our nation. I want us to watch this video and I want us to hear from him. Corruption is a vile disease that sucks and drains the health out of something good. Corruption in society is an evil moral infection that keeps community in the state of perpetual sickness. Corruption is a moral virus. 
It's so potent, it leaves its host sick, lethargic, and unable to realize and accomplish all that a well person can. Where corruption thrives, poverty and not prosperity thrives. Wealth is grabbed into the greedy, grubby hands of those who get fat on the toil and labor of good people. Corruption benefits only temporarily those who participate in it. Everyone else is a victim of the theft, the deceit, the dishonesty, and the lies that corruption feeds on. You need to know that a corrupt person is stealing from you. Corruption is filthy work and despicable acts of treachery done under the table and behind closed doors. Corruption is a disgusting shame. Corruption keeps a nation back from true development and from progress. Wise investors steer clear of a corrupt environment. They would rather put their resources into a place where the playing field of opportunity is equal for all and not bent towards feeding the financial lust of corrupt, lying, cheating, thieving politicians and government officials. How many wonderful development projects have been lost because the investors didn't want to do business in a swamp of evil? When those great projects go to another nation or to some other place, we all lose. Believe me when I tell you, that corruption steals from you, it steals from all of us. Corruption plunders the nation's wealth. Corrupt people compromise on truth, equity, and fairness, choosing instead to feed off the short-term benefits of crookedness, exploitation, and financial perversion. Corruption is not just a personal matter, it's a culture. It's a way of life, not just for individual people, but for companies, communities, governments, and nations. Corrupt nations hiding behind large companies will seek to invest in other weak nations in order to take over the assets of the nation that they've invested into. They will provide financial loans to a nation for the much needed infrastructure, and they will do it with assets that they provide. They will sign contracts, by lining the pockets of rotten government officials who participate in this kind of corruption and are then held hostage by their own deceit and greed. Corruption is nothing less than a form of theft and national robbery. A corrupt person steals from everyone in society. We all lose when corruption is rampant. Those who participate in corruption have chosen evil over good, lies over truth, and personal gain over well-being of all. To be corrupt means to be rotten. When meat is corrupt, it's rotten and it stinks. Rotten meat can't be eaten. When a person is corrupt, he's rotten and unfit for a place in the community. A corrupt person should be jailed in order to protect society from the vile deeds of the corrupt person. Government should be protecting us from the foul results of corruption instead of being the proponents and participants in corruption. When corruption is systemic, when it's a culture and a way of life, when corruption thrives, it destroys the health of the community and nation. Now, let me tell you something. Defeating corruption is a very difficult thing. The love of money is the root of all evil, the Bible says. People who love money will do almost anything to get it. Those who choose to stand up against corruption, you need to know that we're going to be involved in a war. We will be threatened, vilified, intimidated, marginalized, and ridiculed. These kind of people who stand up against corruption will often feel alone as if they are the problem instead of the solution. 
Corruption can only be defeated when enough people have had enough and decide to do something about it. Africa needs to raise up a new generation of corrupt free young people who together and in support of one another build a beautiful new corrupt free Africa. We need a new generation of young people to fill the places of leadership who think differently and are motivated not by greed, but a genuine sense of servanthood to the people of our community. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people. Corruption is a disgrace and it attracts a curse from God. When you go to Joshua chapter 6 and Joshua chapter 7, we see that the nation of Israel had just experienced great victory over the city of Jericho. They marched around it. And on the seventh day, seven times they marched and with a loud shout, they marched into the city. The walls came crashing down and they defeated Jericho. But just before they got into the city of Jericho, God gave them express instructions through his servant Joshua of what they were to do. Turn with me in your Bibles to Joshua chapter 6 and verse 18 to 19. This is what Joshua said. But keep away from the devoted things so that you will not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise, you will make the camp of Israel liable to destruction and bring trouble on it. All the silver, all the gold, and the articles of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord and must go into his treasury. God had given them victory. But he'd say, take the treasures, take the gold and the silver. Those belong to me. It was a clear instruction. They marched into the city, got victory. In Joshua chapter 7, they were next to a city called Ai. And so Joshua sends out some men to spy the land. They returned with a report and they say to Joshua, there are a small number of people. You don't need to bother the whole army of Israel. Send out a small army of around 3,000 men and those will be enough to take charge of that city. So Joshua sent 3,000 men. That small city of Ai destroyed them and the army of Israel had to run for cover. Joshua was so taken aback. He was so disappointed. He ran before the Lord. He said, God, why would you do this to us? Why would you bring us from the other side of the Jordan River and have us defeated by these Amorites? The Lord rebuked him. He asked him, what are you doing on your knees? What are you doing here? Get up. I gave an instruction to the people of Israel and they did not follow it. There is sin in the camp because they took from what was sacred and kept it for themselves. Find it. Deal with it. And if you don't, Israel will not experience my blessing. Joshua was surprised. He went to the camp and announced what the Lord had said to him. And so they began to check. They began with the tribe of Judah from which he was. And the men of the tribe of Judah stepped forward. And by the leading of the Holy Spirit and by the grace of God, they landed on the fellow who had stolen it. And his name was Achan. 
Joshua confronts him and he says, give glory to God. What have you done? He says, it's true. I took from what belonged to the Lord. When I saw the beautiful robes from Babylon and I saw the gold and the silver, I took some for myself and it's hidden under my tent. That day, Achan and his family were stoned to death. Listen, Watoto Church. Listen, Uganda. God hates corruption. Corruption is a disgrace. Uganda is known as one of the most corrupt nations in the world. That is our reputation. That is what we are known for. Sin is a disgrace to any people. God hates sin. God hates corruption. That is why Achan and his entire family line were killed. Corruption attracts a curse. It cuts us off from the blessing of God. And that's why like the people of Israel in Joshua chapter 7, we need to reject corruption in all of its forms. Things must change. Now we've attempted to do some things. We have many anti-corruption agencies, the Inspectorate of Government, the Anti-Corruption Unit, the Auditor General, Anti-Corruption Court and so many others. I mean, we've, we've had anti-corruption walks, anti-corruption runs, name and shame campaigns. And yet at the end of the day, corruption remains an endemic fabric in our society. You know why? Corruption is a heart issue that is soaked and born in greed. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 15 and verse 19, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft. Because that's what corruption is. It is taking what does not belong to you so that you may gain materially. It is a curse to our nation. I think you've heard it said, eat what you can, can what you get, and sit on the can. That is our culture as Ugandans. We are so greedy. We always want more. We want more. We are taking land. We're stealing properties. We're trying to get people into positions that they don't deserve to be in. We are paying our way there. We're manipulating our way there. We are cheating in the schools. We steal national examinations. When it's time to build roads, those funds are swindled. We cannot build hospitals. We cannot establish schools. Why? We are a greedy people who are selfish and only think about ourselves with no thought and regard for what people are going through. This is what Jesus said again in Luke chapter 12 verse 15. Watch out and guard yourselves from every kind of greed. Because your true life is not made up of the things you own, no matter how rich you might be. Why? He talks about the true life. A life built on corruption is not a true life. It is a false life. It is built on a lie. It is built on dishonest gain. A life of corruption is disgusting to the Lord. 
God rejects a life of corruption. That is why we must reject corruption and embrace a culture of integrity. Integrity is about being honest. It's about being fair. It's about being sincere. It's about being truthful. Integrity is about walking in the light. We are children of the light, therefore walk in the light. Uganda, our national motto says, for God and my country, we must do things God's way. Reject a culture of corruption and embrace a culture of integrity. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 9 is so clear. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely. But whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. When you walk in integrity, you have nothing to fear. When you walk in integrity, you have no one to fear. But when you take crooked paths, you will be found out because whatever is done in the darkness will be exposed by the light. That's why I love the story of Samuel. Samuel in the Bible is a priest, he's a prophet and a judge over the nation of Israel. Samuel was critical in establishing the kingship of Israel, the monarchy. He was called by God to give counsel and wisdom to the kings of Israel. I want us to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 12 and verse 1 to 5 in your Bibles. Samuel has come to the end of his time as a leader. And I love what Samuel says to the children of Israel. He says to them, I have done as you asked and given you a king. Your king is now your leader. I stand here before you, an old gray-haired man, and my sons serve you. I have served you as your leader from the time I was a boy to this very day. Now testify against me in the presence of the Lord and before his anointed one. Whose ox or donkey have I stolen? Have I ever cheated any of you? Have I ever oppressed you? Have I ever taken a bribe and perverted justice? Tell me, and I will make right whatever I have done wrong. No, they replied. You have never cheated or oppressed us. And you have never taken even a single bribe. The Lord and his anointed one are my witnesses today. Samuel declared that my hands are clean. Yes, he is a witness, they replied. I want us right now to just clap our hands and celebrate people of integrity in this nation. Come on, I want us a big, 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 big hand clap. Oh, you can do better than that. Clap for every leader, every civil servant, every community leader. Come on, keep clapping. Every leader of an organization. Come on, every doctor, every nurse, every lawyer. Come on, every teacher in every school. Come on, every engineer, every businessman. Can we celebrate people of integrity? The question I have for you is this. Can this be said of you? Can you, with a clear conscience, say this of yourself? We must reject a culture of corruption and embrace a culture of integrity because righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a disgrace to any people. So how do we begin to walk in integrity? Three things. Number one, write this down. Be content. Be 
content. Paul, the apostle, was a seasoned leader. He's writing to his son in the faith that he's mentoring to take leadership in the church. He writes to him and this is what he says. Godliness with contentment is what? Great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we'll be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. You see, contentment does not come because you're gathering a lot of things to fill your life. Actually, those things will never fill you. They'll leave you emptier than you were before. Contentment is about finding joy, finding confidence. It's about being happy in who the Lord has made you and what the Lord has given to you. Discontentment comes from focusing on what you do not have. And that becomes a breeding ground for greed. Suddenly, you are driven with this desire to impress people that don't even care about you. Because you find value in amassing things. And you will get it at any cost. We've seen it in this city and nation. People have been murdered. Because they were good police officers that were doing the right thing. We've seen magistrates in court driving from their houses, being shot in broad daylight because they will not be corrupted. They have decided they will not take the money. They are content in who they are and what God has given to them. We must reject a culture of corruption. We must embrace a culture of integrity by being content. Be satisfied with who you are, where you are and what the Lord has given to you. And in due season, the Lord will lift you up and grant you your heart's desire. Turn to your neighbor, tell him, be content. Listen, don't be a slave to money. Make money your servant. Secondly, be a good steward. A steward recognizes that they are not the ultimate owner. A steward recognizes that the ultimate owner is Christ Jesus, our Lord. Again, our national motto says, for God and my country. It starts and ends with God. He is the owner of that government office. He is the owner of that vehicle. He's the owner of your business. He is the owner of that school. He's the owner of your family. So don't be corrupt about it. Matthew 25, the parable of the talents. To one was given five, another two and another one. You know what a good steward does? A good steward works hard and honestly and they grow what they have been given. God is not just looking for managers who keep things the way they are. Corrupt people want to keep things the way they are so that they can create a system of corruption underneath there. But people who are stewards improve and make better what has been given to them. To the one who had five, he produced ten. To the one who was given two, he produced four. To the wicked servant who was given one, he simply brought back the thing the way it was given to him. God is not in the business of just managing the status quo. God wants us as Ugandans to embrace integrity. Work hard and be great stewards and improve the quality of this nation. Wherever you are. God is watching what you are doing. It doesn't matter whether you're a student. 
It doesn't matter whether you're employed and run your own business or lead an organization or work in an organization or serve in government. Let us be great stewards who are improving this nation. Righteousness exalts a nation. God wants to prosper us. We need to reject corruption and embrace integrity. Work hard. Be accountable. Have nothing to hide. Finally, call out corruption. We are the people of God. We are light that must expose the evil deeds of darkness. Ugandans, be bold. Be courageous. The Lord our God is with us. We must expose the evil deeds of darkness so that that giant may come down in our nation in Jesus' name. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 11, do not participate in the worthless and unproductive deeds of darkness, but instead expose them by exemplifying personal integrity, moral courage, and godly character. It starts with you. Be an example. Refuse to be corrupted. Refuse, don't you never tell them, refuse to be corrupted. We must be incorruptible. We shouldn't participate. Don't oil it. When that officer on the side of the road starts smiling with you, tell him I have nothing to smile about. Check my permit and leave me alone. It will be difficult, but the Lord will watch over us. When they tried to put policies in place to push out Daniel in the Bible out of the system because he couldn't be corrupted. They threw him in a lion's den. Guess what happened? A miracle. God shut the mouths of the lions. God will preserve you when you walk in integrity. They tried to shut down the three Hebrew boys. They threw them in a fiery furnace. What happened? He showed up in the fire. God will preserve you. God will preserve your organization. God will preserve that ministry. God will sustain you in your leadership. God will watch over us, Uganda, if we refuse to be corrupted. Why? Righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a disgrace. Let us reject a culture of corruption. Embrace a culture of integrity. We're going to see God prosper this land because our best days won't be behind us when we're walking in integrity our best days will be ahead of us if you believe it shout amen and give a hand of praise to the Lord for his word today Jesus we thank you so much for your word you're challenging us as the people of Uganda to reject corruption and walk in integrity help us to have courage to call out corruption to expose the evil deeds of darkness by your grace, empower us to be good stewards. And Jesus, may we be content and find satisfaction in you. The curse of corruption that hangs over this land, have mercy on us and break that curse in the name of Jesus as Ugandans arise to walk in integrity. With every head bowed and every eye closed. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. What will it profit you to gain the whole world and lose your soul? It is possible that you're here today. And things between you and God are not okay. There is sin in your life. And maybe it's because you've been involved in corruption. Or maybe it's just because there is sin in your life. The things that you do in your life do not honor the Lord. I want you to be honest with yourself right now. 
and recognize that sin destroys your relationship with God. Sin cuts off the blessing of God over your life. Will you reject sin today? Turn away from sin and turn to Jesus. Why? Jesus loves you. Jesus will forgive you of your sin. He will not count your sin against you. He will save you and make you a child of God today. And from this point on, you will have the free gift of eternal life and you will be saved. I'm tired of this life of sin. I want to please God. I want to please Jesus. I'm tired. This life of sin only brings a curse over my life. I want the blessing of God. I want to be saved from sin. I want to be born again. I want to receive a brand new life from Jesus. Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. Wherever you are, you're joining us online. Just lift up an emoji hand and say, I'm giving my heart to Jesus. Upstairs, downstairs in the overflow. Thank you for lifting up your hand. I want you to pray this prayer after me and mean every word from the bottom of your heart as you make your commitment to Jesus. Church, let's all pray together and encourage our friends online and in person who are making this commitment to follow Jesus. Everyone praying as loud as you can. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. I recognize that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. Jesus, you are the only savior. Today, I'm asking you to forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean in your precious blood. Give me a brand new life. Jesus, I now receive you as my Lord and my savior. And from this day, I believe that I'm born again, that I'm a child of God. I will live for you and I will follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, let's clap our hands and say amen, amen. Celebrate every miracle of salvation. Thank you for lifting up your hand. In person, I have a friend of mine reaching out to you. Just connect with him at the end of the service. We want to come alongside you and help you grow in your relationship with Jesus. You're joining us online? Click the link that has just appeared. We want to know who you are and want to come alongside you as you grow in your relationship with Jesus. Do write to us. Connect at watodochurch.com and let us know what God has done in your life. One more time, Watodo Church. Let's clap our hands and celebrate everyone that's given their hearts to Jesus. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watotochurch.com. Hey!